And now, broadcasting through Blue Collar Media, it's time for the Big Bash Podcast. Thanks to the Big Red Bash Birdsville and the Monday Monday Bash Broken Hill. Two big events rocking the outback. Yes, g'day there and welcome to the latest edition of the Big Bash Podcast where we talk everything about two of Australia's largest music festivals, the Big Red Bash in Birdsville and the Monday Monday Bash in Broken Hill. However, these two iconic events are more than just music festivals, they are in fact a very unique Outback Australian event that provide people with an experience like no other. Just travelling to these events is an adventure that adds to the entertainment of what goes on at two of these most remote festivals that you'll find anywhere in fantastic Outback locations. Now on this podcast we speak to not only artists who make the trip to perform for you but we also talk to people who work tirelessly behind the scenes from volunteers to full-time and part-time employees, the pubs along the way as well and uh, everybody who combine their efforts to create memories that will you will look back on for a very long time. We'll also provide you with the latest event updates, useful information, travel tips and updates as well. We'll also speak with the business people in surrounding areas who benefit from these events, meet some of the Outback characters along the way and of course speak to you the bash goers who make the trek to these events and enjoy an experience uh, that is absolutely like no other now with the big red bash for 2022 done and dusted all roads lead to the monday monday plains near broken hill for the monday monday bash how good is this going to be uh, this week uh, in light of that we are going to have a, an extended chat to Russell Morris, and we're calling it the Russell Morris edition. Uh, as I say, I'll have a chat to uh, Russell about his long career, his new album that he did, which is basically almost 12 months old now. And we'll also ask him just what the Big Red Bash and Monday Bash mean to him. In fact, he did perform at the postponed event in April. Uh, we'll also get the latest on what is happening around Broken Hill as well, and any latest information we've got for you. It's not far away, the Monday Monday Bash for 2022. How good is it? Now, this this podcast is for you. We certainly do welcome your feedback uh, from all bash goers. So if you'd like to get in touch, you can simply email bigbash at omfgroup.com.au. That's bigbash at omfgroup.com.au. Say good day and please email any questions that you may have as we are here to not only provide you with entertainment information but to also answer any any of those questions. We, of course, are broadcasting through Blue Collar Media and, of course, you are with the duck. And, of course, this is the Big Bash Podcast. I am, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am, I know I am Yeah! 
If that doesn't make you run on to your computer right now and jump on to mondaymondaybash.com.au and grab your ticket for the Monday Monday Bash that is on basically a week and a half away, nothing will. And I've got to say to you that we could have played that little uh, highlight, highlight package there for two or three hours. There were just so many good songs over such a long time. Written and performed by, of course, Russell Morris, who is a regular at the Big Red Bash, was at Monday, Monday earlier uh, in April for the postponed edition, and of course will be there again this year, uh, next or well, next week actually, and he's on the line. Russell, g'day mate, how are you? I'm really great, great to talk to you, fantastic. I've got to say to you, mate, we could have played that montage of music and highlights of what you have done over such a long period of time for ages. It's just fantastic. I've got to say, the uh, I had to include some uh, some tracks from Sharkmouth because it's it's got to be one of my favourite albums. I remember when I first bought that CD and I just hammered it for <laughs> I reckon I hammered it for about three or four weeks solid, and uh, uh, it was a fantastic CD, mate. And uh, obviously, uh, just Thank a, you very much. and I've got to say to you, Russell, it was a, it, when you did that, it was actually a bit of a change, wasn't it? When, from what people expected into the blues and I know you've performed at the Sydney Blues and Roots Festival many times but mate it was a great move yeah I well what I did is I went back to what I started doing when I first got into the music business which was uh, I, my love for music was the very first thing that got me into music was the Rolling Stones very first album which was very rootsy bluesy rhythm blues and I thought I'm going to go back and do what I started loving the most of all and people People was nuts just saying it's never going to sell blues. I said, I don't care. I just want to do what what I feel I want to do in, at this point in time in my life. Oh. And it's like like that Rick Spring, um, Rick Spring, like Rick, Ricky Nelson song, um, A Garden Party. You can't please everybody else. So you've got to please yourself. You've done and that's that. what happened. You've, yeah. you've done that before, mate, haven't you? I, I remember, is it true that you actually wrote um, the, the song Sweet Sweet Love for John Farnham? You said it would never be a hit? Yeah, yeah, I played it to him. I said, would you like to do this? And he said, oh, he said, I love the song. He said, but I just think it's too long getting to the chorus. I don't think it will work. <laughs> I bet you're glad he didn't. He knocked it back because it's a fan. I am glad because it gave <laughs> me another hit, to my, another string to my bow. Yeah, so it was good, yeah. yeah and I'll, we talked. Um, oops, looks like we had a bit of a problem with Russell's line there. So we've got him back now. We'll just keep this as real as we can. Uh, yeah, so uh, that song added another string to your bow, mate, with another big hit, which was... Uh, which is fantastic. What did John, did he ever say to you, oh, gee, I should have done that? Yeah, he did a couple of times. He said, yeah, I would have, he said, I hear it now. He said, I didn't hear it then. He said, I, he said, I would have liked to have actually sung that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was certainly a great song. I remember when you first performed out at Big Red Bash and you played that song and I think you played sort of late in the afternoon or, and I just thought, oh, how good is that? And there were people just singing, the, you know, it's amazing just how many people 
uh, of all ages know the lyrics to those songs. Your songs have basically become timeless, haven't they? Well, I've been lucky, and it is luck to have a song a hit. You just, uh, I know plenty of people who are really, really talented and they've put singles out and put songs out and they just haven't worked. You just don't know what's, gonna, what's going to um, excite people's imagination. I worked in radio. I work in radio, and for a while there, I worked with an old mate of yours, Johnny Young. Mate, what did he mean to you back in the day, mate? I mean, he was uh, you were good mates. Yeah, he he was a, a very underrated writer. A lot of people never, when they talk about great Australian writers, he never gets mentioned. But he has written some some of the biggest hits from the sixties and seventies. So he. He was uh, an interesting character. He um, a good friend, and he um, really uh, knew how to craft a song really well, and uh, he was very good at it, very good at picking the right sort of song for the right time, like when he wrote, um, um, uh, what was it, uh, the, the one for Lon- I Thank You for Lonna Rose. Perfect timing, perfect words, perfect sentiment. He was very good at stuff like that. A great bloke and certainly uh, created some careers as well. And I, and I think it would be fair to say that uh, he was a big part of like Kylie Minogue, who's you know, obviously a huge star now, but he identified that a long time ago with young talent time. And you look at some of the shows that are on now with X Factor and, and those sorts of shows and you know, an Australian Idol, American Idol, he was the first. He, he was basically the pioneer and where many people drink from the world that, that, that he dug all those years ago because he, he identified... Talent. It's it, you know it, they were people that were kids. It was just incredible. They become stars. Yeah, they did. A lot of them went on to be big stars. Like Tina Arena is huge, and Kylie. Yeah, mm, absolutely, mate. So, and obviously, he was good mates with you. And mate, your career—it's gone now for so long, and, uh, and you, you're, you're playing all over the place. Still going as strong as ever. You had a birthday just recently, and uh, and mate, happy birthday! It was what was it a week or Thank two you. ago? And, Thanks a lot. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, a week ago. Yep. Yep, and uh, and you've and mate, still out and about playing and getting around the big red bash. You've played there a couple of times now. You were actually voted a, a couple of times as as everybody's favourite artist. I mean, when you look at the lineup and the calibre of the artists that have headlined and played and performed there, gee, that must have made you feel good. That you know, when you've got at that time probably <coughs> around about six, seven, eight thousand people, and the majority vote for their favourite artist for a couple of years in a row was you. Yeah, it was it was really nice, really nice. People people were were really kind to do that. So it did keep us going, and uh, it gives you a bit of because when you haven't had, say, you've been playing your songs from the sixties for a long time, you always hanker for to have a new hit album. But no one, very rarely, does it happen for an artist from the sixties and seventies and eighties. They don't really have another hit album. It's very rare that it happens. When it happened for me, it was such a revelation, and the people were just lovely. The way they they adapted uh, adapted themselves to it. A lot of them initially fans were upset that I'd done this right turn, but um, my thing is, is, to me, music's like a exploring a country that you've never been to before, or exploring the bottom of the ocean where no one's ever been. You can't just keep eating the same meal time and time again. You can't keep reproducing. You've got to try and look in other rooms or you've got to try and look in across borders. You've got to find things that will excite you. And that's why I said that thing before that Rick Nelson saying, you can't please everyone. You've got to just please yourself. So my thing is I don't want to eat the same meal. I don't want to sit down and eat 
steak and chips every meal because that's what it's like when you record the same style. You, can't, you keep going and going and going. I, I don't want to do that. I, I want to try sometimes. I want to have some oysters or something. I want to try different things in the musical, musical genre. If I was a good enough player, I'd even do a jazz album. But I'm not, I'm not a good enough player to do that. Yeah, well, you're pretty good though, mate. And like you say, and, like, and you have, you adapted, you know, you, you've, and I think what you've done is a great thing. And you are right when you think of some of the big bands. And, and we've, we had a great era in Australia where we had, you know, that little period in late 70s and 80s with, you know, bands like Australian Crawl and Mondo Rock and, and Dragon and all these bands <laughs> that all sort of hit at once and, and you know, and bands you don't even hear, hear much of these days that, that are still... They they had their time, but then they didn't write any other hits after that, and that, we seem to have lost that. Russell, we don't have, for me, that sort of that artist coming through. If you know, it's that that all that band anymore. Do you think that the fact that these days, where where the stage used to be in a pub, they're full of poker machines? What do you think? Do you think that's had an effect on Australian music? Part, partially, uh, the the <clears throat> the collapse of record sales and CD sales really has affected it a hell of a lot mm. and record companies looking for the easy way out not really developing young bands because they can't make enough money back from them and a lot of uh, bands now, th- th- every now and then you'll get a real big out, but they've usually done it really cheap, they've done it in a small studio because <clears throat> there's no budget there anymore and for older acts it is almost impossible because the thing called uh, Spotify and they have playlists. Mm. So, for instance, if I do, say, the album with Rick Springfield, Jack Chrome, out of the eight playlists, um, they will only, one of the playlists will only pick up that song because they reckon that's the right genre for that. Because I I was alerted to this when I think it was... um, uh, maybe Red Dirt, Red Heart came out and a friend of mine who runs a, a record store in Can- uh, Canberra rang me up and said, oh, wow, your, your album's gone to number 17. I said, that's mighty. I'm really excited. And he said, uh, you sold uh, 1,500 copies this week. And that's, that's taken it to say, oh, that's great. He said, Oriana Grande's number one. And I said, well, of course she would be. She's a big star. And he said, how many albums do you reckon she sold? So I don't know. 500 this week, he said. And I said, well, how can she be number one? He said, because of the playlists. If you get on, say, seven playlists, which the big big stars do, like overseas stars, mm. you get multiplied. Your chart position gets multiplied. And you leap up the charts. Like, for instance, if Ed Sheeran brings out a song, it'll be on every playlist. Whereas if Joe Camilleri brings out a song, it'll be on one playlist. <clears throat> and so it doesn't matter how many albums he sells, which will get him into the charts, but he doesn't get the the warp drive mm. that um, being on multiple playlists give you. Yeah, it's incredible. Spotify. So it's, it's gotten a bit yeah. complicated now, and it's really hard. It's, it's hard to crack it. Yeah, Especially I, for acts that have been around for a while. Yeah, oh well, mate, and, and I think you know, like you say, Spotify, and it's taken it's taken a lot of money out of it. I mean, you think back in the old days when you, the more records you sold, the more money you made. I mean, you, you're basically artists these days. What do they get peanuts out of that? Don't they? 
Yeah, peanuts. Yeah, it's not very good. Yeah, mm, incredible. Which means now you'll see a lot more blokes touring, lot, lot, you know, and girls. You know, the groups and the bands all getting out there and playing in different venues, and 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 that's how basically that's how you earn your, your crust. It's just it does exactly make right. it harder. Exactly and then, right. Yeah, and then when there are less when there are less venues to play at. Um, it's where the, where these days the country pubs have really stepped up because the p- p- country pubs these days are in the tourism business because you've got caravans yeah. and campers and the grey nomads and you know in light of COVID with people just you know not wanting to travel overseas and buying campers and caravans and travelling well they're now looking after those people which then in turn gets them to set up for that and then put on some some live acts which is fantastic because the city pubs there just isn't that many where you you walk into a pub i don't know you performed at the hawkesbury hotel well there's no bands there anymore that was like the last frontier out here where we are at the hawkesbury in uh, northwest of sydney and less and less and less it's all about the food the kids room and the poker machines and nowhere for the artists to play there might be a bloke on an acoustic guitar in the corner or something at best that's right that's 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 where it's heading so what can you do? You've just got to try and work with it. You know, there's no point. Um, yeah, so I, I'm, I try to work with it, and so do all the other acts around. The, all my friends, you know, they're all trying to work with it the best way they can. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Well, you're doing. You're still doing well now. The big red bash. What were your thoughts when you first turned up out there? Oh, it was magnificent. It was like it reminded me of the. I used to see the photos of the thing, the Burning Man festival in america and i thought geez it's this is what the burning man festival must be sort of like you know and i thought it was quite surreal with all the red flatness and the the hills behind like those sand hills and everyone there and i just thought and i said to greg i said mate if someone said to me 15 years ago man i've got a brilliant idea i'm going to Put a concert on in Birdsville, miles from Birdsville, mind you, in the middle of the plains, in front of these sand dunes, and I'm going to put all these acts on. Do you want to go in in it with me? Would you like to invest? I would have said, "Are you serious? <laughs> or is it that you go broke? You'll go broke trying to do that. It'll never, it'll never work." So that's mm. how much I know. Yeah, well, and well, it uh, happened by mistake. He is, with- he's been magnificent. Oh, Greg. I mean, and this is an event where Greg's even admitted that it happened by mistake. And it's, it's funny because I remember way back and we were on a, we were on a trip on our way to Ayers Rock and we were pulled up and camped behind a pub and there were these grey nomads and we're, that were there and we're just talking to them and they're telling us that they were going to watch John Williamson out of Birdsville. And I, and I, said, well, what, I said, what concert is this? I knew nothing about it. And which basically was what started it. And this, it's a fantastic story. And when you talk to Greg... Oh, it is. And, and, and it couldn't have happened to a nicer bloke. I reckon Greg is one of the nicest, most down-to-earth promoters I've ever had anything to do with. Mm. Oh, he's a fantastic bloke. He uh, he has certainly uh, put his he certainly put him on the line with this event because I'm not sure whether you know it or not, but I mean he was obviously working in the corporate world and doing the marathon runs, and he wanted to raise some awareness for for diabetes and uh, for you know childhood diabetes, and was made redundant. So he invested the yep. redundancy into Jimmy Barnes. Yeah, and the rest is history. Uh, that's, yeah, it's unbelievable. And, and uh, it is incredible. And then, uh, along with the, the you know, childhood diabetes, the, the money he's raised with having little events within the event, 
for the Royal Flying Doctor Service, like that nut, the Nutbush City Limits, um, you know, record world record attempts, and the Mad Max thing at Monday. Now it is just incredible. He puts back in, and I think that's that. I think that's why people, you know, love this event. And and the other thing, in which you'd probably find Russell, is that this event attracts really, really good people. I mean, you, you look at the end of a big red bash. There's no rubbish around. There's there's no trouble. There's it's just incredible. Within a week later, the place looks like it did before anybody got there. Yeah, it's, it's to uh, to Greg really is, and all uh, the it's mighty, and uh, it's one of the most pleasurable things I've done. I've done it a few times now. I've mm. just found it really, really great. So we move all roads now. Go to, head to Broken Hill, mate. The Monday Monday Bash. I saw you performing out there in April for the Brace Pound uh, event. What did you think of that? Oh, fabulous. Another one that you wouldn't think would have worked, which has just been fantastic and uh, just a lot of fun. Yeah, going out. I, I, those people just they're they're addicted to those shows. They just love it. They get in caravans and out they go and they spend like two weeks travelling and and really enjoying themselves. It's just fabulous. Yeah, absolutely. And and they and people when they and I've got to tell you when people when they open up that concert area. You've got people running yep. for the you know, to grab their little piece of real estate with their chairs and their rescue. They sit there all day <laughs> and night. It is just unbelievable. And they enjoy all of the acts. And, you know, there'll be, you know, Russell Morris and then Casey Chambers will come on and then the radiators will come on. It is just – and they don't move. They and, the, and they just seem to follow everybody. It's just one of those events where whether you're into country music, rock, blues, doesn't matter what it is, you you enjoy all of it. And it's just a, yeah. it, it must be a great crowd to perform before, that's for sure. Oh, it is. It, it really is a really warm crowd, um, enthusiastic and uh, just, yeah, it's just, it's hard to describe because some festivals you do, they, they don't have the vibe. Those two festivals do, and it's really good. Yeah, fantastic. Like you say, and you can certainly find the location, Greg, because who would have thought to go out and look at a location around Broken Hill and make it, and this one's a little bit more accessible for people, obviously with sealed roads and the like, and you're out there um, within about a week's time, which will be fantastic. Before I let you go, the album with Rick Springfield, mate, how did that come about? Uh, That was, I I recorded a song and put uh, Day of the Dead makeup on, and put it up and someone sent it to Rick and Rick saw it and he contacted me and said, listen, I love this concept. I love the idea. Would you be interested in doing an album with me? So that's how that happened. So we did an album together and uh, that's, that was it. Yeah. Fantastic. A lot of fun. Yeah, good stuff, mate. All right. Well, mate, well done. Congratulations. It's a bit of a dodgy line, but congratulations on, on a fantastic career that's still going. How long are you going to go for, do you reckon? You've got a few more years? <laughs> oh, who knows? Who, how long's a piece of string? Oh, mate, I reckon you. Yeah, yeah exactly. But uh, it, mate, I bet you wouldn't have thought that you'd still be performing in front of big crowds and in pubs and the like, and getting around doing what you love in your seventies. There's been a couple of times when I thought it was all over. Yeah, mm. and I thought, oh, this is it. This is my swan song. And then all of a sudden, something's changed. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic, mate. Well, I know, I know a lot of people that are heading to Monday, Monday, mate, and uh, who are talking about 
you being there, can't wait for you to perform. I'm one of those people, like I said, one of my favourite albums that I, I've bought and I've Geez, I've got some songs here, mate, um, and some albums. Uh, Sharkmouth, I just thought it was a fantastic album. I just couldn't play it enough. I remember at the time, I think we were camped at Noosa and we lobbed into a caravan park and there was like a camp kitchen there, which was like a little bit of a community there every night. So the people that were there heard your CD every night. <laughs> oh, that's great. Thanks. I, I, have to get, I have to pay you some money for that. <laughs> oh, mate I, I, mate, I hammered it, mate. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And there was, there was a, there, I remember this, there was a bloke there. He was, he was actually a, a war veteran. He goes, mate, who is that? Where did where you get it? And he, so he, that was one sale I got for you because he was running out to get it. So, uh, it's certainly uh, yeah, one of my favourite albums, and I still give it a run now. I've got it. Uh, I've got not like everybody these days, mate. I've got music on the phone. There's not even a CD player in the car. That's un- it's incredible, it really is. So, but I, uh, but I've done the right thing, mate. I've actually got it on iTunes. So I bought, I bought it rather than downloading oh, off rather than. Oh well, I think you got to. I think a lot of people yeah. need to do that. I think people need when they go on to Spotify and that. I think you know we we need people to be educated to the fact that you know look if you want to keep hearing this good music. Um, you've got to pay for it and do the right thing and, and so the artist can get something out of it. So just download it and pay for it. Yeah, and so especially for younger bands because younger bands, if they can't keep their band going together financially, they all have to go and get like jobs. They mm. can't concentrate and be professional musicians mm. and usually they can't, they, they lose interest in the band because they work, you know, it's just too hard. It's mm. just not making enough money to make it a profession. It's like a, a sort of part-time thing and if it works out and they're lucky enough to have a hit then then they can maim, maybe eke it out on the live scene but they not, no one will ever make any well I shouldn't say that some people do make big money like um, look at um, she made a fortune out of airplay but that was overseas and millions and millions of plays mm. yeah Oh, and then the flow-on effect too, mate, with the people that work in the, yeah. in the industry too. It's not just the artists. And something that when we spoke to Jimmy Barnes the other week when about COVID, how he felt for the people that, you know, do the lighting and drive the trucks and carry the oh, speakers yeah. and, yeah. you know, the road crews and the backup singers and all these people and the, and the musicians. And uh, you, you just don't – I don't know, we've gone on for a while. He's just on musicians. Peter, your guitarist, is he still with you? He's been with you for a long time. 20 years. Yeah, very, very yeah. good, mate. Very good. And uh, he with you in Monday? Always. Yep. Always. Yep. 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 Absolutely. He's, he's fabulous, yep. Yeah, fantastic, mate. All right. He's well, fabulous. Well, we'll let you go, mate, and I know you were fishing Thanks today. Thanks a million, I, and I, love to, lovely to talk. See you up at Monday, Monday. I'll be there, mate. I'll buy you a beer when, yep. after the show. Yep. Come and say hello, yeah, for God's sake. I will, yep. mate. We'll put it on Greg's tab, okay? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I work with Adam Harvey, mate. I'll, geez, I'll give his writer a run every now and again when I bump into him one of his shows. So that'll be right. Mate look, for, mate, look forward to uh, look forward to seeing you at Monday Monday, as a lot of people are, mate. Wish you well and can't wait to have a beer with you after the uh, the show next week in Monday, mate. I look forward to it. Ah, the sounds of Midnight Oil, and how good is it? And we certainly are looking forward to seeing Midnight Oil perform on the very first uh, day. How good is it? And uh, 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 talk about bookending an event with, with Midnight Oil on day one and Jimmy Barnes on day three. It's certainly going to be fantastic and certainly cannot wait 
to get out there to Monday Monday Bash. Now, tickets are still available, mondaymondaybash.com.au. If you haven't got your tickets yet, you need to jump on there now. And how good was Russell Morris? Apologies for the uh, phone line. It was at Russell's end and obviously uh, a little bit dodgy. But anyway, we got uh, to have a chat with a, a true legend of Australian music. Now, as you know, recently the punters in Birdsville at the Big Red Bash set the new world record for the largest nutbush city limits dance with 4,084 people. Unbelievable. That All doing the nutbush at once. How good is it? So you need to get into it and get yourself ready because I think we could give them a bit of a run at that Monday, Monday. And look, it was great to see people who come up and say day to me who were at the Big Red Bash and heading down to Monday and uh, as well. So fantastic. So you need to get into it when you get down there. And look, it's all for a good, uh, a good cause. Let's see if we can knock off that. Let's see if we can get more than 4,084 bashes uh, doing the nutbush. Let's see if we can get 4,085 or maybe even more than that. Every cent goes, what about this, to the Royal Flying Doctor Service to support the amazing work that they do do. So we certainly do um, ask you to get involved in that as well and help out and raise money for the Royal Flying Doctor Service. We certainly do love that. And look, while you're wandering around the bash, uh, don't forget to swing past the Transport for New South Wales and the New South Wales Police Caravan Safety Information Stand at Mundyville. You'll find it on the plaza. In fact, we'll be camped somewhere pretty close to them, I think. And uh, and look, it's one of the big questions for people that, um, you know, of people that drive out to these events towing their caravans and the like. Uh, are you legal by the time you load the van up with everything and get it on the back of the car and head off? So, uh you, if you're not sure about that, why don't you pop past that stand, the Transport for New South Wales and New South Wales Police Stand at Mundyville. Go and say good day to the, the boys and girls there and they'll be able to teach you a little bit about legal caravan weights and some safe towing tips as well. It is all happening down there at the um, on the Monday, Monday bash. There's plenty happening as well. Uh, for you people that are a little bit tech savvy, why not jump onto the app? You need to get down, get onto the... Uh, Onto the beat, the bash app. It is fantastic, and uh, and look down that on your phone. You won't miss anything there as well. And also at Monday, Monday you have the what about this? The Monday Undy Run. So look, it's it's a lot of fun. Both of these events, the Big Red Bash and the Monday Monday Bash, uh, have these little events within the event. And of course, the Monday Undy Run was pretty successful when we did it in April. Uh, I, I didn't do it myself, but uh, I had to film it. So there were plenty of people doing it anyway. So you need to jump onto that as well. And, of course, the Mad Max stuff that goes on at Monday, Monday. A reminder, if you haven't got your tickets yet or if you've got mates out there who, uh, who are thinking about it, well, I think after you heard Russell Morris talking about his experience and listening to some of his music, um, you need to... Uh, Jump on, get them, encourage them to get their tickets. Midnight Earl, Jimmy Barnes, Missy Higgins, John Stevens, Casey Chambers, Daryl Braithwaite, and a whole lot more. It is unbelievable. What a lineup! Uh, look, it's worth the entry fee just for Midnight Oil, Jimmy Barnes, Russell Morris, and John Stevens and Casey Chambers, isn't it? It's just incredible. It, you, you wouldn't think that anyone could put anyone could put an event together with so many big names. Well, that's what the uh, Big Red Bash and, of course, now the Monday Monday Bash is all about. So jump onto it. It's all happening very, very soon. The Monday Monday Bash, the 18th to the 20th of August, which is right around the corner, folks. So you need to jump on. If you haven't done it yet, grab your tickets now. You can certainly do it even at the website, mondaymondaybash.com.au, or you can follow the Monday Monday Bash Facebook page. We certainly do encourage you to do that. You can actually book tickets on the Facebook page as well, which is fantastic. Couldn't have made it easier. Midnight Oil, Jimmy Barnes. They're the two headliners. You've got our mate Russell Morris, who just joined us for a yarn. Missy Higgins, John Stevens, Casey Chambers, 
Daryl Braithwaite, it is fantastic. Uh, and just too many groups to mention here. It is going to be a fantastic event. For those of you that were at the uh, postponed event in April, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I was absolutely blown away. I didn't think you could top the big red bash, but I certainly do think that uh, the Monday, Monday bash has come very, very close. In fact, it's a mirror event. And uh, look, if you uh, if you haven't been to one of these events, you need to do it and, and put it on the bucket list. So there's no better time because you're not going to see Jimmy Barnes and Midnight Oil probably headline an event ever again. So jump on to mondaymondaybash.com.au. We will, though, uh, as well, just from information for you, we'll pump out a couple of podcasts over the next week and uh, to keep you up to date with what is happening. Uh, we might even do a bit of a pub crawl to the Monday Monday Bash and speak to a couple of hotels that uh, many, many uh, bashes stay at. And it was funny, I went past the uh, Hermitale pub on the way back from Monday. There were people there. Uh, the Nevertai pub out near uh, Ningen, people were there, it's just incredible. Uh, Silverton pub, well, I mean, we might get Pete on and have a chat to him, and uh, I know it, uh, in April at the event there, he was running buses from the pub to the event, and just in and out, in and out, it was unbelievable, so we'll have a chat to Pete and see if he's offering that same service and running people back to one of Australia's most iconic pubs, the Silverton Hotel. Uh, it certainly, uh, it is one of those pubs that I think everybody would love to get to but in the meantime that of course is the Big Bash podcast uh, for this week like I said we will knock a couple out for you um, over the next week to give you up to date with some information and of course you might even bump into us at the Bash because we'll be getting some interviews off you and having a chat and see how you're enjoying the spirits Uh, so we certainly look forward to seeing you out at the Monday Monday Bash of course this is the duck you are listening to the Big Bash podcast uh, a blue collar media production And we'll be back to do another event, uh, another podcast very, very soon. We'll see you then.